time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Hey, thanks for joining us. It's another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here with Glenn Mosseller. Find us online at roadmapfinancial.com if you have any questions or to schedule a free consultation with Glenn and the team at Roadmap Financial Consulting. On today's show, we're going to talk about five beneficiary mistakes. Are you accidentally spoiling your retirement plan? So we're going to look at uh, some of these unfortunately common beneficiary mistakes. And if you're making one of these, we're going to tell you how you can stop making this mistake and uh, make sure that you don't cost you and your loved ones dearly. And unfortunately, some of the simplest mistakes can completely spoil an otherwise well-done retirement plan. Glenn, before we get into the actual mistakes and the specifics of them, I'm just curious, have you, uh, when you meet with clients, I mean, how frequently each week are you coming across some of these types of beneficiary mistakes? Is this like a weekly basis you're uncovering something here? No, I mean, it's not, it's not like that, Walter. I mean, you know, I mean, that said, I mean, you know, when you, when you sit down with prospective clients and whatnot, I mean, there, there are situations that, you know, that will arise and you'll see that, you know, when you're digging in a little bit. A lot of times, folks, where I see the most uh, common scenarios is is where they where they set their beneficiaries in place, and what happens is is you know a long time goes by, things have changed, but they didn't change their their beneficiaries, right? Or they didn't change the way that the way that it was it was set up and whatnot. But you know, I mean, obviously, you know, the folks I'm working with, you know, ex- existing clients, you know, I mean, that's that's part of our overall planning process. But you do see it, you know, and, and particularly, particularly, you see it when you when you have when you have situations where sometimes you know somebody who's maybe a do-it-yourselfer, you know, and maybe they're really good at, at you know managing their own accounts, you know, and and their in their accumulation years like that. But sometimes they, you know, it's like the little, you know, the blind spots come up with, you know, beneficiary, you know, planning. Sometimes that, that can happen with, you know, with, you know, with certain advisors that, you know, have, you know, a real skill set. They're, they're not really thinking about the estate planning or, or, you know, or after, after life, they're thinking about, well, what's going on right now, particularly, you know, those who are, you know, good at accumulation. That's not to say that, 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 you know, that they automatically have that blind spot, but sometimes you see it more often there than, than, you know, with, with folks who are, positioning for you know for the retirement years so it's you know it's just kind of it's it's an important thing to to revisit from you know from time to time no matter where you are in life because things do change right and so it's it's important you know to uh to make sure you get those things right and you dot your i's and cross your t's and and then go back and double check because life happens and sometimes things change and and move around a little bit and you it's like oh yeah i I forgot i need i need to update this uh this beneficiary form Okay, very good. Well, let's dive into the specific mistakes that you do see happen from time to time and talk about the impacts of them. So number one on our list is naming minors as beneficiaries. Why is that such a bad thing? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's Walter, it's, I mean, there's, there's several things. Number one, you know, you really can't do that. And, you know, they, they can't really take full receipt of all the benefits that are there until they're 18 years old or older, right? But the other piece of that is, is that even if they're 18, you know, you have to ask yourself the question, you know, I mean, is, is somebody at 18, um, you know, going to be able to handle all of a sudden receiving, you know, this benefit or these dollars, you know, and do you want to have some plans around that to let them mature and have some life, a little bit more life experience before they begin to receive things. So it's it's really important to have a strategy as to as to how you get there. Now that said, there are ways to making sure that the benefits can get to those minors, right? But but naming them directly is 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 
is obviously, you know, a, a challenging thing. You know, you don't really want to do that. You know, there, there are a number of different types of accounts. There's some, you know, different legal strategies. There's a variety of different ways to to handle that, you know, in an appropriate manner. But, but I have seen it. I've seen folks come in, you know, and, and they, and then they've got minors, you know, listed as, uh, as beneficiaries or, or contingent beneficiaries. That's even more of a normal thing that, you know, that, that, you know, that you come across. And it's, it's important that, that folks really do understand, you know, that you want to, you want to have, um, you know, a strategy as to how you're going to deal with that. And, And frankly, most people get that, but they, you know, that said, they, it's, it's like one of those things where they've just not been exposed to the different strategies of how to achieve it. And so, you know, it ended up, you know, that it said, well, well, we'll put them on there for now and then we'll change it later. However, you know, the changing it later part never, never, you know, happened. And sometimes they're, they're, on, the, they're on the forums and, and that, that can turn out to be problematic if it's not dealt with. Okay, very good. So that is mistake number one. How about this one, Glenn? Not coordinating your beneficiary designation and your will. Right. That's very important. A lot of folks think the will is going to be the, the final word. And that that's true on certain things, but it's not true on other things. And where it's not true is, is if, you, if there are beneficiary forms, through you know either retirement accounts or your bank accounts you know you know if you do them as a, you know transfer you know a death you know or you know paid on death you know you you know you have different different accounts like that that, that will have beneficiaries in place well you know that's true with with insurance products that's true with with retirement accounts it's true with all different types of accounts anything where there's a beneficiary that beneficiary form is actually going to override the will the will doesn't have doesn't speak to those particular accounts even if it even if it says that it does it's not going to and the reason for that is because is you know you when you fill out that form with with that investment house or with that bank or with that insurance company that's literally part of that's part of your your contract with them and so they're they're obligated to to you know to honor the beneficiary form and the will you know doesn't have anything to do with you know with what you've done with that with that particular financial institution so it's critically important that you really get that and understand you know what what you're doing and how and making sure that your will, you know, and, and any any maybe trust planning that you have is, is coordinated with beneficiary forms. Now, uh, on this next one, Glenn, please correct me if I say something wrong here at the beginning, but it's just kind of interesting. You mentioned one of the mistakes was in, in the naming minors as beneficiaries section. You mentioned that also naming them as contingent beneficiaries was a common issue. Now we get to number three on our list. That's not naming at all uh, successor alternative or would the word contingent also apply here? Uh, beneficiaries. Oh yeah, no, you see it happen, Walter, and and so that, I mean, and that can be challenging in a number of different ways, right? I mean, you know, um, the the first one is you know is the obvious one is is that the beneficiary you know passed you know away before the before the owner of the account, and now you're l- truly left with with no beneficiary, right? I mean that that's problematic because then you know then it ends up going into the estate, and depending upon depending upon the the type of an account, it could it could lead to all kinds of challenges, 
right? There, the other thing is, is that you maybe maybe the your your primary beneficiary is is still living, but you know maybe you know, the circumstances are such that they don't necessarily need or want to receive those benefits, you know, and and you know, and if there's if there's a successor or a, or a contingent beneficiary in place, that they can literally step aside and let let them flow through to the contingent beneficiary. Sometimes that can actually be you know a, a strategy in terms of you know passing on wealth, you know. And, and, and tax efficiencies and so forth. So you know, or maybe it's you know the, the beneficiary is really just wanting to you know to see the you know that that uh, contingent beneficiary receive something now. Maybe maybe something's going on in life, or they're in a they're in a place where they they need they need some extra resources, and that's that's something that, that you know that can be done if all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. But if there's if there's nobody listed there as a contingent beneficiary, you know, at the time of death, then then all of a sudden that that option is taken off the table and that may not necessarily be something that's exercised a lot but at the same time it's it's I always contend that it's better to have more choices than fewer choices you know if you fill out the you know that that beneficiary form you know fully and making make sure that uh, you know that it stays current and up to date and, and and reflects your wishes you know then then you're then you're you know obviously much more apt to to have happen what you really wanted to have happen you know you know after your passing all right, Glenn, that's helpful uh, perspective on that one. We've got two more beneficiary mistakes that uh, do pop up from time to time. We want to make sure we address on the show today. And a fourth one here is naming your estate as a beneficiary. This causes complications that I think people often aren't ready for. Well, you're exactly right, Walter. I mean, if it goes to the estate, you know, number one, I mean, that anything that's going through the estate, you know, is, you know, is, is typically going to, you know, go through probate, which then means, you know, things are public record that may not have been, you know, previously, you know, if the beneficiary forms were, you know, were filled out, you know, you know, properly and, you know, you had dotted the I's and crossed the T's. There also can sometimes be significant, you know, tax implications. If something is, you know, is, is passed into the estate, and you know it's subject to you know individual you know income taxes you know and by the nature of the type of an account and suddenly you don't you don't have you know any any uh, I mean an estate is not a is not a person so you know it creates a whole you know myriad of of, of challenges you know at least potentially you know as to you know as to how things are going to be distributed how quickly they're going to get distributed and in terms of the you know of how quickly they're distributed what does that mean tax wise and it could end up being that you know unintended consequences are that you know that Washington or you know the the state capital, you know, ends up being one of the larger beneficiaries, and and that was not what was intended at all. So it's really, really important that you do that type of planning. And you know, this is obviously the more simple things is to name beneficiaries and contingent beneficiaries. But there are sometimes situations where you know maybe maybe that there's some you know legal planning in the estate planning that that you know that that there's that there's ways of of addressing that with you know with particular you know documents that, that go into greater detail rather than just naming the estate you know you might there's there's lots of different types of trusts too many to mention all of them you know in, in our in our conversation today but there's lots of different ways to structure structure you know how you pass things on and you know and, and when and all of that but um, you know just leaving it to the estate is you know is typically I mean it's, it's an easy thing to do but but it typically is going to have unintended consequences and and, and very rarely is it actually going to create a, a, the dynamics and the situations that you want to see happen after your life. 
Mm, good points uh, there, Glenn. That's another good thing to think about. Last but not least, let's get to the fifth and final beneficiary mistake that uh, may accidentally cause somebody to spoil their retirement plan. And that would just be the simplicity of making errors on the application. Does this cause even more than just simple headaches? Well, yeah, Walter. I mean, you know, say for instance, if you know somebody is, you know, I mean, if somebody's the you know, beneficiary and their name is John Smith, right? And there's, there's lots of John Smiths, you know. And what if it, what if they're, you know, or or possibly, you know, now you might say, well, gosh, you know, but you get, they could figure out who the who the right John Smith is, and maybe that's true, but maybe it's not. I mean, maybe there's m- multiple people in, you know, in the family that that are, you know, that are named that, and then and there's there's normally a a part in the uh, in the application, you know, or, or on that beneficiary form that, you know, asks what is the relationship, you know, and if that's not, if that's not filled in, or if that's not filled in, you know, you know, completely, that can become problematic. Also, in terms of what, what happens if the social security numbers are, are not right, you know, maybe there's a, you know, there's a digit or two that are, you know, that are off or, you know, or, or transposed and whatnot. There's any number of things that, that can happen. And you might think, you know, and, and folks sometimes will think it's like, okay, well, I've got all that covered. I've done what I was supposed to do. But, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, that's something, you know, you, you really want to make sure and double check and, and triple check and, and make sure that everything is, is, is how you want it to be and to revisit it from time to time, you know, and make sure it's like, is this still what I want to have happen? You know, and, and in essence, I mean, you can change those beneficiary forms basically, you know, whenever you want to. And so, but, you know, it's, it's really you know, critically important to get it right, you know, the first time because, you know, more often than not, most folks don't, don't change the, you know, those beneficiary forms all that often. They think everything is, is buttoned down and all taken care of, but there was a mistake on how it was, how it was originally entered. Well, then again, you have those unintended consequences and that's not what anybody wants to see happen. Certainly isn't. And there you have it, five beneficiary mistakes that uh, can be common. And so make sure that you are addressing these issues. If you heard anything on today's show, you're like, ooh, I may have done that in my plan. Or I'm not sure. I don't know if I made the right moves. Well, make sure that you get a review of your financial plan and that you are taking the right steps to address some of these problematic areas. If you want to get in touch with Glenn and talk about that and get some help with that review, you can set up a free consultation by going online to roadmapfinancial.com. And just click the free consultation button to schedule a time to meet via Zoom or come into the office in Greensboro. It's at RoadmapFinancial.com. And you can also call 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Glenn, thanks for talking to us about these beneficiary mistakes, and we'll look forward to catching up with you again next week. Absolutely, Walter. Take care. All right. That's Glenn and Walter. We'll see you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Roadmap Podcast. 